I'm gonna hang by the bar. Put out the vibe. Love the place. Love your vibe. You can vibe? Oh, I like it. In summing up, it's the vibe and, uh, no, that's it. It's the vibe. You're now listening to Vibe Digital. Greetings and welcome to the Vibe Digital Artist Spotlight Podcast. This series is focused on getting to know the different artists that we are releasing here on Vibe Digital. We wanted to provide the opportunity to discuss their history, their inspiration, lessons learned, and any other projects that they have in the works that they wish to share. Today we're putting the spotlight on I Soren. We released I Soren's first EP called Through the Force Field, and in this episode we'll get into the inspiration behind a few tracks from that EP, the origin of the I Soren project, and several other tunes that he's currently working on. I hope you'll enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And as always, keep it vibe, keep it locked. You're now listening to Vibe Digital. All right, I'm here with Igor Soren, aka I Soren. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. You got it. Um, wanted to. I uh, wanted to talk to you um, now that we're doing this spotlight because we did the um, through the force field release with you um, a little while ago, and I uh, thought it would be good to kind of circle back and get some backstory on you as an artist and some more information about what went into this release and um, what else you know you maybe also have in the works. Uh, I was thinking back and. Uh, I remember I originally heard about you uh, from Noah B. I was hanging out at his house and he showed me your SoundCloud and or some tracks that you had sent him rather. And I remember I immediately messaged you on SoundCloud <laughs> to tell you how uh, how much I loved your music, which is like almost almost two years ago now, probably like 18 months or a little bit more or something like that. Yeah, that's actually yeah almost exactly two years ago because mm-hmm. I released my first couple of tracks when I created this new SoundCloud. Uh, I think it was like late November, December of 2017. So yeah. Okay. Almost, so yeah, so yeah. that wasn't that long after you had even just kind of started the iSoaring project. Well, I had a, I have a different SoundCloud that I haven't deleted yet, which was also iSoaring. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just never took off. It was like, I don't know, dubstep and just just shittier versions of my music that <laughs> nobody ever listened to. So, well, so what, yeah. So what's the origin there? You were, you started, you were into dubstep and producing that for how many years? And then you somehow got attracted to wave. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've been, I've been producing music for like almost 15 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I, I started with probably like most people, I started with just like hip hop beats. Um, started using free loops back in high school and um i started making trance a little bit but you know I, it just never really sounded that great compared to at the time back when i was in high school like trance was still pretty huge i mean it's 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 big now to people that are into it but i feel like back then it was it was even bigger but um yeah i started with like trance and hip-hop and then one of my friends around like 2016 um he showed me uh i believe it was a a a scream scream track um and a plastician track and it was dubstep and i had never heard of dubstep up until then 
and I just mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Like I never heard like any kind of like bass music like that before. Um, so that kind of took me down the path of trying to figure out how to produce it. And it was a long path, <laughs> a 10 year long path of just producing crap. So. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, I'm sure you learned plenty of stuff along the way. No, I did. I mean, it was, it was good. Um, you know, then I like classic dubstep is what I initially heard and, you know, tried making, I never really tried making like the, the people called bro step these days, but I, I never really right. got into that, that a lot. I like it, but I never really tried like producing it. Um, and then I heard like seven lions and he was like the first one to really blend trance and dubstep together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got super into that and I started to try making like melodic dubstep and yeah, I don't know. I kind of made a few tracks that I released on that old SoundCloud and got some views, but yeah, I just never really took off. So and what led you um, down the road to create this Ice Storm project in its current form? So this is back around, this might be like four or five years ago. Um, I heard like, you know, Trap got pretty big. I want to say, I don't know, like six, seven years ago, would you say? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, and I started listening to a lot of trap music and I started hearing like more chilled out versions of it. And I really started to like it. Like one of the, one of the artists that I was super into was, uh, is wizard. Mm, yeah, definitely. He makes like, I mean, it's pretty much all trap, but it's, it's chill. It's melodic. <clears throat> and somehow I was listening to his music and like on SoundCloud and this track popped up like after I, one of his, and I believe it was uh, sign by climax and or climax. How do you pronounce it? You know, <laughs> to be Does honest, <laughs> I mean, I say, I say climax, but uh, okay. I have never heard that confirmed. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so yeah. So uh, I heard that and then I was like, Holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Uh, and I just yeah. kind of, went down the wormhole there i i heard his stuff um i kind of kept up with it and then i heard of uh like wave mob so i listened to a bunch of tracks there um heard Dreamcatcher by sorcery and that pretty much like hooked me right in mm-hmm. like i i heard that yeah, and then I, I i started to um like find all of the podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like the liquid ritual podcast and some plastician stuff that he was playing the you soul and all of so, that yeah. yep so like all of those and i just started just finding more and more artists and more and more tracks that i liked so yeah just kind of fell in love with it yeah it was a similar process for me especially listening to like all of the you soul soul mixes and and all that all that kind of stuff really got addicted fast oh yeah <laughs> i had um uh, I know you was gonna. We we're gonna get into a couple of the tracks that you did for us on on Vibe, and uh, two of them actually um, uh, that I think you're gonna talk about. I was thinking back to when I did the uh, less than 1,000 followers mix, where I just wanted to only put on music by people by less than 1,000 followers, and I had used what became through the force field and hyper velocity. I was super in love with them, and at that point, I don't think we're even thinking about. Uh, an EP yet, and it's cool to have that come full circle and end up being actually on the label in the end. Yeah, that was sweet. I was um, I was driving to Chicago with my 
uh, fiance at the time. Um, and I, we were listening to the podcast and I was like, you know, telling her like, yeah, see, I'm going to be famous one day. You got to pay attention here. <laughs> I had less than a thousand Sokolov followers. Yeah, that's right. right. Nice. Clearly destined for fame and fortune. <laughs> exactly. Not, not anywhere near there yet, but hey, working on it. Yeah. And you're making amazing music. I'm really glad that you're, you've stayed the course on this. Um, you, I think first we're going to maybe um, talk a little bit about uh, through the force field, um, maybe what inspired it, or if you learned anything through that, let people know a little more about that, that process. So that track I made, I probably made it a full year before it got released. Uh, and I was driving home from work one day uh, and I was on the highway and just this melody popped into my head. Like the, the melody that starts in the song uh, that kind of keeps going throughout it, that popped in my head. So mm-hmm. I turned my music off and I drove in silence just <laughs> replaying this melody in my head. <laughs> just trying not to lose it. <laughs> yeah, basically, because that shit happens all the time and it's, it's so frustrating. But, um, but yeah, so I just kept replaying it in my head. I got home, laid it down. Uh, in FL Studio, and just kind of took it from there. It, it probably took on and off working on the track, maybe like a couple of months to finish it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Just kept like taking it to the next level. And you know, my intention with it when I started it was I was hoping that one day it would be the introductory track to like an EP or an album. Mm. Um, and that's why I kind of have like a it's a longer intro in that track, right? And I don't, I kind of. I always like that, like in on albums or EPs, where the the first track is either has a long intro, and then it gets into a beat, or just the first track is like some ambient thing, all by itself that kind of just transfers it and transfers into the second track. So, yeah. yeah, it definitely helps it kind of become a little bit more of a of a story and not just a presentation of track track track. You're, you're definitely setting up a little bit more of a tale to be told. Right. <laughs> Yep. Um, is there anything that you would say that you like learned through the process of creating creating that track that st- stuck with you? Or? Um, nothing really in in particular. Um, it just kind of like after I finished it, and you know, just hearing it on the EP, just kind of solidified how much I I like that in in all albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to preview. Um, Noah's upcoming album, and yeah. I think he does the same thing in in his um, introductory track, and it's just so awesome. Like I, I just love it when there's like this long intro, and then like the beat kicks in out of nowhere. I don't know, just mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so. Noah's always kind of good about that in general with with most of his tracks with having a proper like build up and fleshing, really fleshing it out and layering the different melodies to a certain culmination. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a minute break and show uh, play for people through the force field, which is the title track and intro track off of your EP.
And so that was through the force field. Uh, was what other music did you want to maybe talk about and give some background on? Uh, so yeah, so another track that I really liked from the EP was Hypervelocity, and the the second half of that track, that melody, is actually uh, part of a track that I released on my old SoundCloud, and it was like I I sampled a vocal from this old like trance song called Rapture by IO, mm-hmm. uh, and like I used the entire like track like audio, so it pretty much got taken down in like less than two weeks. <laughs> so and it's, it's part of the reason why I actually started a new SoundCloud because that that was like my second strike and like uh, I'll download my music anymore. So I was like, well, fuck, like I have to. Yeah, you don't want to keep building it up and risk that uh, third strike coming through and just losing it all. Exactly. So yeah, but like I I really like the melody and that that's that song so i tried to somehow incorporate it into uh, hypervelocity and yeah that's kind of where it started like i i because before it was a more like a dubstep track like it by no means was anything close to wave but um i just put the melody in and just tried some wave elements and yeah, kind of kept going mm-hmm. And uh, what about what about this or the EP in, in general? Would you say there's like new tricks or new tips or things that kind of came up in the learning process of, of production? Or? Um, nothing that I can specifically think of. I mean, mm-hmm. just in general, just the more the more I work on music, just the more like refined I guess my ear gets. Uh, it's not like I, I'm not technically trained at all. Like I. I don't know how to play any instruments. Like I, I don't know music theory. I, I don't really know any of that. Yeah. But just, but just through the years, like I just kind of know what sounds good, I guess, for lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously when I first started, everything was trash. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I guess I'm kind of at a point now where I can kind of tell what sounds good, what works, what doesn't. And just kind of, for the most part, just kind of trust my ears. Yeah, I mean, fifteen years is quite quite an amount of time, and uh, you know, it definitely seems to be with production that uh, quantity creates quality, yep. and uh, better to kind of just keep producing and writing more stuff instead of getting hung up on trying to make any one particular thing always the best thing ever because it's going to be through the long haul process of constantly creating and learning new little things along the way that the the real gems start to shine. Yeah, and the uh... You know, I, I talk to like a lot of people in the scene now and all that, and it's, it's kind of funny how like everyone has like the same issues, like working on a song for like way too long and like trying to make this one little thing perfect, or you know just just dwelling on one element that probably like zero point one percent of people might notice. Right. But <laughs> the person working on the track will always hear it, but you know sometimes you just gotta just let go and and release the music. So yeah. That that's kind of also working on the EP uh, is kind of something that I came to terms with. That you know you're never sometimes you're not going to be fully satisfied uh, with what you're working on, um, but you know depending on feedback you get from friends and producers and all that, you just kind of have to trust them to to a certain extent and and kind of take their word for it that the track is is ready to be released. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's easy to get caught up in something and then. 
you end up listening to it another thousand times. And by that nature, even end up disliking the track less because you've heard it too, too many times. So then it becomes hard to even be a proper judge of what's good or not. Cause you've just heard it 10,000 times and <laughs> it's exactly get, gets old on you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take another short break and we'll play some of hyper velocity. tracks or projects maybe collabs with people or just personal stuff that you wanted to get into or share with people um well i i have a few collabs kind of in the works i don't have any uh they haven't been worked on a whole lot and i don't Mm -hmm. know how how much i'm supposed to talk about it but uh, (laughs) i mean me and or Noah and i have been talking about collabing for a while Mm -hmm. and i finally yeah it seems long overdue (laughs) so i i finally sent him some stuff and you know he's he's wrapping up his album now Mm -hmm. that's getting released so as soon as he's he's got more time he'll probably get to that um i have i have another track that i'm releasing at the end of october uh should be out on october uh 30th so what's um, the what's the name of that one if it has a name it's called perry loon Mm-hmm. So what, is, what does that mean, or what is that from? It's let's see. It's like the the closest that an object is when it's orbiting 
the moon or something like the closest point to the moon that object is when orbiting so something like that um but i don't know I've, I've a lot of people have told me that my music reminds them of like space or some shit so right <laughs> so i i don't know and if i'm struggling to find like a name for a track i'll just look up space vocabulary yeah <laughs> <laughs> not a not a bad way to go and it definitely makes sense with your music for sure um, what was, is there anything that inspired that track in particular? How did it come about? Or? Uh, yeah, actually I was listening to, um, this witch house producer, uh, Axius link, I think mm -hmm. his name is Axius. Uh, link. Yeah. And, uh, he like has this like certain style with, with like, there's, there's a synth that he uses a lot. And I didn't want to like necessarily copy it, but I wanted to make something similar sounding because it just sounded so cool to me. Yeah, inspired you. Uh, yeah, for sure. So just started working on a melody um, and just kind of went from there and just kind of took off. Nice. Um, which makes me think of also too, if there are any other like artists right now, Wave or not doesn't necessarily have to be within the scene who have been particularly inspiring your, your music or that you're just kind of listening to? Uh, well, I have like, you know, my, my top list of whatever wave artists that are constantly releasing good music. That's, you know, anytime I hear a track by any of these artists, like it's just automatically inspiring. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, Noah, for example, um, I don't really know how he does it, but he's got like a, however many track album coming out soon he's like just yeah, released. He's, he's sitting on like 30 to 40 tracks right now and they're pretty much all fire <laughs> yeah it's crazy to me i don't know like i i i'm sitting on maybe like five tracks that are close to done but mm -hmm. that took like a year and a half to get to so yeah like <laughs> i don't know i don't know how he does it but it's it's inspiring as fuck so mm -hmm. uh noah you know sorcery also is one of those people that I don't know how he does it, but somehow he just <laughs> gets all these tracks done and they always sound amazing. Like no, no compromises anywhere. You know, it's that, that kind of thing to me is, is super inspiring. Just when, when artists are able to consistently put out really good music um, and, and like a lot of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. can't wait for, this tour to kick off uh, with him. We just got the news yesterday that our show with him and Noah and uh, Mercurial and Closey in, uh, in Brooklyn is sold out, which is going to be like a 700 person show that's fully sold out. And there's still like over two weeks left before the show. That's amazing. Um, so it's really exciting to have the opportunity to be able to pair a bigger artist like her with this crew and be able to see like how people who aren't necessarily familiar with this music will react when they get to hear that's um, so a full cool. sorcery set. I'm curious how I'm going to react when I finally get to hear <laughs> yeah, right. a, a fully big sorcery set. Cause I haven't really uh, had that opportunity um, yet too. So it's almost, yeah. a, it's almost a slightly selfish endeavor to book this tour just to be able to get to hear. hear it's just set. for you. Everyone, <laughs> else, everyone else can leave. It's just a bonus for everybody else. Yeah. It's, really, it's really for me. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's awesome though. I, I, I was um, just curious, what was the what has been the biggest vibe digital show so far? That you, if you're aware. Uh, the biggest one so far, 
Um, well, we did pretty well with that Terror Rhythm show that had Clacy Jones, Dead Crow, Noby, and Plastician. That was um, about 200 people in New York City. Okay. Um, Skeller and I last year in Boise, I think, also had about 200 people. Um, those are probably the two, at least numbers-wise. But a lot of the things we've been doing have been kind of 1, 150, something like that. So it's definitely a a significant jump up to do this, uh, bigger, this bigger show in size. Um, you know, hopefully s- still next year, uh, I'll be able to make some more moves with getting people on festival stages and stuff like that. Um, Noah had a couple opportunities this year, which was, was cool to get him, him out there for that. It's awesome. And then I know we got one in the works that you maybe just finished that we're going to um, put on the next, uh, by digital compilation, which will be at probably early spring next year. Um, I don't know if you want to say a little bit about that one. Yeah, so that one, that one, I actually started uh, like around Thanksgiving time last year, uh, and I was off from work, just working on music. So actually, in the same like in the same weekend, I finished mostly finished that track and the track laminar flow that was released on the playground mm-hmm. earlier this year. So yeah, so that's like one of the rare times where I was able to almost fully complete two tracks in the span of a weekend. <laughs> um, that's like nowadays pretty much impossible for me. So how long would you say in general it takes you to, to finish the song? Um, probably a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not to say that I'm like sitting there like every night working on it for hours for months, right. but I just don't really have that much time, unfortunately, to work on yeah. music. Well, you work on a, at a, a dental practice. Is that, am I remembering correctly? Or yep. What's, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I graduated dental school uh, two years ago. So, so yeah, just, just been working. I mean, it's not, I don't really work that much, but um, <laughs> I work like 30 hours a week. So it's not, it's not that. I'm like working constantly, just slaving away. But um, I just actually got married in June. So, you know, I spend time with my wife. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Can't, thank you. I can't really neglect her too much and just be working on music all day and all night. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just try to find time whenever I can to work on music. So. You can't be like, look, I put a ring on the finger. Now just wait. <laughs> I got I got to make some more wave exactly. music. These ARPs aren't perfect yet. The snare... <laughs> Hasn't been dialed in. (laughs) Sorry, babe. See you next week. (laughs) No, I totally totally, uh, get that. And then everybody's got their own different workflow and process. And there's no like, it should be this, take this long or any of that kind of stuff too. You got to just got to do it when it, when it makes sense. If you put too much pressure on it, I feel like it takes the, the the enjoyment out of it, which is important. True. And, and like for me, I've noticed that, like if I know I have, let's let's say I know I have like an hour, uh, just to do whatever. Either like I don't know, play some shit on the computer or work on music. An hour is not really enough time for me to make any real progress on any kind of tracks. Like right. Like I need like a solid like four or five hours to just just sit there and and figure shit out for a track. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of like a waste of time like I, I just i can't really make i've I've realized that over the years that i can't make a whole lot of good progress in, in only an hour so yeah right you need to kind of give yourself a certain amount of time to get into that like vibe state with the track and really sit with it and 
and be able to go through it. Otherwise you're kind of just giving yourself just enough time to tweak like one sound or something. <laughs> exactly. I'll find like one hi-hat in an hour and be like, all right, cool. <laughs> Made a lot of progress there. Um, what was the, did you, did you, did you finalize a name for this, for this one? I remember it was like wave 64 cause all of your tracks are just wave, <laughs> wave and a number and I always get confused. What's what? <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> so, um, this one is called Concord. Next year, you put together a little multi-track kind of mashup, right? Of uh, a few wavy tracks and the DMB track and one ambient track. Yep. So I just wanted to put together like a few things. Um, I don't have a whole lot of tracks that are like fully done right now. So I figured I might as well just preview a bunch of crap I'm working on. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So the, the first one that you'll hear uh, was pretty heavily influenced by Updream. Um, so, I mean, you may or may not hear it, but I don't know. I was listening to a bunch of his music. You know, the, that, that Beat Lab mix that you did was fucking awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so that just inspired me. So I um, started working on that. And then the next couple of tracks that you'll hear um, are just like, you know, typical eyesore and wavy tracks. Um, and then the fourth one is a drum and bass track, which... Um, also, I don't know. I just always wanted to put out like a good drum and bass track. I've I've tried many times, you know, to make drum and bass without right. releasing anything because it just never sounded good enough. But this one is is getting there. Uh, <laughs> and then and then the last one is just like an ambient track that um, just sounds like kind of like really cinematic. I guess I have no idea what like what I'm gonna do with it or you know if I'm gonna submit it anywhere. Or, how I'm going to release it or whatever. Um, but I just made it just for fun and sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And the, on the ambient, uh, tips, one thing I've been thinking about more, especially considering that recently Profil got, uh, that Netflix deal where he did about 
10 songs for uh, some Netflix series that's coming out in January. And I heard Barnacle Boy, I think, got something like that too. Really? I, I don't think it's a, yeah, it's a bad, it's not a bad idea to build, I feel like, to build up that kind of sound. It's one area that I still want to, I need to learn more about breaking into when it comes to licensing for like TV, movies, et cetera. But I feel like the, you know, the type of music that you make and that a lot of our friends make lends itself perfectly to so many different situations like that. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to just have that kind of portfolio of sound to be able to, to build up and eventually, you know, offer when the right opportunity strikes, you know, cause everything is so cinematic and melodic. It just yeah. makes perfect yeah. sense. So even if you just hold on to it for now, I think making that kind of music, if it's something that you feel is definitely worth, uh, worth doing, you know, I Sorn is now a fully ambient project. <laughs> um, on the on the of dream tip, was there when you were listening to his music and you were writing that track? Was there, was there anything um, like about his sound in particular that you were kind of trying to go for, or was it more just you listened to a bunch of his music and then was kind of like it kind of came out came out of that, or are there just certain kind of qualities that you were keeping in mind, or? So a few a few of his tracks um, have like this particular thing that he does uh, that like the first like half of it or whatever you want to call it is like there's not like a whole lot of variation in the bass mm-hmm. and it's just like you know whatever sounds that he wants to use and that seems to be the focus like the bass is there but it's not really the focus mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what I wanted to do with this one like you'll hear that there's really almost no variation in the in the track in, in yeah. terms of in terms of the bass yeah no i know um, i know what you mean i was listening to when I, I mean obviously i listened to a lot when i was doing that mix but i noticed there's certain tracks when i was trying to listen to just all the individual pieces where it's like such a good song and uh i was like wow actually this is kind of just repeating even like the same four bars but it doesn't get dull because it's just like the, the quality of the melody just works so well as is that even if it's repeated it still holds up with and um rather than overcomplicating things right and like usually like it's usually a complaint of mine like if i'm listening to any kind of bass music if there's not a lot of variation in bass mm-hmm. but i've never really like felt that listening to of dreams track and it just kind of inspired me to kind of challenge myself to try to do that definitely um, just because i don't know it's dope yeah, I think there's a certain brilliance to being able to do things really simply and be able to, to repeat them without having to go too crazy. But it's definitely got to be in the right context with the right complementing, complementary, uh, complementary <laughs> elements, ele- <laughs> elements to the sounds to to keep it from from getting boring. I guess it's hard. It's really hard to do without like going overboard quick. Like I don't know. I've I've struggled in the past to do that. Like a lot of, um, like trap songs that i used to really like in the past like they're they're really simple there's not really a whole lot of sounds going on Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know somehow they make it work and anytime i've tried in the past just i just always end up making it too complex and (laughs) just kind of goes overboard but i don't know this one this one kind of worked out so yeah oh great and uh with so with the drum and bass track was there have you been listening to any particular artist or something that was inspired by that? Or you just felt like kind of just trying to experiment in a new genre or combination? Uh, not really. I mean, I started with the melody, like the main mel- melody that you'll hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I turned the tempo up to uh, like 160 or 165. I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Um, and I was just thinking like, shit, this would actually probably sound really good as a drum and bass track. So I like started working on the drums um, and put it in there and it, it just ended up working out that way. But, but I always, I always come back to drum and bass from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love drum and bass. So, it, you know, I tend to listen to a lot of noisier radio cause they, they preview a lot of stuff that I've never heard. Um, yeah. Seem to be RIP, right? I know. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. What are you going to do? They gotta, they gotta do their own thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they've been, they've been doing it for a while and you got to respect the artist's decision to, to change things up and then grow. For sure. Cool. Well, uh, any other last, last thoughts or things uh, that you want to share or mention? Mm, no, I mean, nothing, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. Cool. Um, how was the, the um, Mercurial and Sorcery show? Oh, it was so awesome. It seemed like there was a pretty solid crew out for that one, and you had the guest. Uh, guest, did you make it for Five Sunset? Or? I did. Yeah, I got there. I got there right, maybe like fifteen minutes into Eyes uh, Eyes's set. Okay, mm-hmm. Eyes. Um, and he actually played a lot of awesome tracks. Uh, I was talking to Dan about him, and he's like, you know, he he puts out music occasionally on SoundCloud, but then he just like takes it down. So <laughs> if enough people encourage him to keep putting stuff out maybe we can hear his stuff but stop anyway, waiting it yeah yeah very much but anyway um i saw pretty much everyone set mm-hmm. from that point forward and it was it was really cool it was cool meeting julian cool meeting alex and miranda and connor was there um yeah it was it was just so cool didn't didn't really think it would, it would ever happen because every time there was a like a vibe show like in chicago Right, it was like an hour and a half away. Like either something would come up where I couldn't go, or it would be on like a Thursday. <laughs> I can't, I can't really swing that these days. So, um, so yeah, I'm just glad it worked out. It was a lot of fun. Definitely, yeah. And the, the Chicago shows have definitely been some of my favorite. Um, even, even ones that have been been lighter with um, in attendance. The just people that come just always have such a great great time with. I uh, love everyone out there. Yeah, it was Especially cool. Dan holding it down. Hell yeah. And it was cool like just seeing like other people that I didn't know just like vibing in the crowd and just mm-hmm. like, you know, just loving it. So yeah, it was cool. Awesome. That's good shit. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks for making the time and supplying some, uh, so much music for people to be able to preview. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for doing this. I love these interview things. So <laughs> hopefully we'll hear more, more soon. Vibe Digital.